2: Hello everyone and welcome to Pixels, the bi-monthly show that covers games, gaming and the video games industry. That's a lot of games. Let's do it! everyone and welcome to the first episode of Pixels which is not really the first episode this is sort of a pre Pilot, if that's a thing, um, the pre-pilot is going to be something that so okay. The show that's that's starting perfectly. The show is going to be a uh, bi-monthly, every two weeks um, overview of what's happening in the gaming industry and of uh, reviews, advice on games, stuff like that, but with a sort of an analytical uh, side to it, hopefully. Um, and we'll see how it goes. You know, we're going to start the show proper a little bit later, but for now, I wanted to put out a first episode, which is not a pilot which shows how the show is going to go on the long run, but a pre-pilot, meaning it, it covers something a little bit different, which is, in this case, the state of the industry. I would like to go over, with my friends uh, who are on the show too, go over uh, the, the state of what we have in video games now. All the platforms, what you need to know, what you need to understand, um, to have sort of a baseline overview knowledge of uh, how we're doing now in the video games industry. So we'll go over each platform, say what is good and not good about uh, them, and hopefully give you a few ideas about what games uh, you should be looking at if you're interested, um, and which kind of gamer would be, uh, should be considering each of those platforms. So if you're you know you don't have a console yet, you're or, you know, a mobile or anything like that or uh, you're thinking about maybe buying another one and you're not too sure which one you should get, uh, you should know by the end of this show, hopefully. And uh, to help me do that, I have three people I admire quite a bit. Uh, and the first one is my good friend Tom Merritt of DTNS fame, among other things, uh, who's accepted to join us with this, uh, for this first episode. How's it going, Tom? It's going well. Thank
0: you for having me on this pre-release alpha uh, beta <laughs> version of, uh, of the show. This is going to be fun.
2: Yeah. Uh, so it's, it's, Probably so I recorded a, a French version of the show beforehand a f- couple of hours ago, and it turned out a little bit more serious than I thought it would be, which is fine because it's a you know a serious thing um, but if if this one turns out a little bit more serious as well, then don't worry uh, ultimately it will it, it is supposed to be a fun show. We're just you know setting trying to find our our, our footing here. so Tom, thank you very much. You would be in the um, um, occasional casual gamer type of uh, person category
0: yeah, sporadic gamer is i <laughs> guess how uh, i would describe myself player. i follow the industry because it's important for daily tech news show right. but uh you know i will go on runs where i dive in deep on a particular game and play a lot of it and then i'll i will go for periods of time where i'm not playing much anything
2: excellent uh we also have uh Umber- umberto god <laughs> umberto Moyoli. is that how you pronounce uh, your name
3: is that? Yeah, pretty much. Hi, Patrick. Hi, okay. guys. It's Umberto Moyoli, which sounds um- really Italian.
2: Okay, so I'm going to try it again. Umberto Moyoli. Perfect. Thank you. So please, everyone, get your uh, Mario jokes ready, your spicy meatballs <laughs> ready, and all of that. It's him, um, um, Umberto. <laughs> so, Umberto. Yeah, it's um, me, Umberto, it, right there. Right. <laughs> Uh, he's a guy I've met a, a, a few times on press tours because, yes, full disclosure, ethics, all of that. Um, I used to be employed since you know until very recently um, at a major game developer. Uh, I was working for Blizzard, so if I seem a little bit biased on PC gaming and uh, and uh, Blizzard games, if they come up in the show, then that's because I love them. <laughs> so now you know, you can uh, decide for yourself, but. Umberto, I met a few times uh, on press tours uh, for Blizzard at different locations, and uh, it was, we always had fun conversations, and it was always great to hang out, so uh, I'm hoping you will, be, you will enjoy this show as well. And you're PC, yes. editor, PC editor at Multiplayer.it, so you're PC Slanted.
3: Right, yeah. I, yeah. I play pretty much on every platform, but yeah, I'm much more focused on PC and that kind of stuff fair enough. And uh, the last
2: co-host is uh, Matt Lees. Matt Lees is a guy I met, well, I didn't meet, I discovered uh, with a hilarious video about um, Destiny and the synopsis of Destiny, which having played the metric ton i almost said a bad word of destiny spoke to me very very much and then i discovered that you actually did the um uh the e3 summary videos especially the one with the uh sony press conference where you (laughs) where the drive club uh fetish (laughs) person dude was featured prominently and that was i I didn't even know it was you and uh i you you mentioned it at some point so uh thanks for being here matt well well, my pleasure thanks for having me um and you also had a couple of uh, uh uh Mentions of Gamergate which I, I absolutely adored. We're not gonna go into Gamergate here, it's a very complex topic, uh, but I, I I'm pretty much in line with what you're you're saying in that uh on that topic. So I'm very glad you you could be here because I think we think alike on on many things. Yeah, it should so, be good. Um, I'm looking forward to it. What what's just so we understand what you, you uh what kind of gamer you are, which are your platforms of uh, choice?
1: God, you know, I jump between stuff. At the moment, I, I've just started dabbling into the PS4 side of things, but I play most stuff on PC, but also a lot of handhelds. I kind of jump around all over the place, um, but I, I tend to gravitate more towards kind of games that you can pile lots of hours into, but I think that's just cause I've got <laughs> an addictive personality.
2: Okay, excellent. Um, so, And that's why you're playing Destiny. Um, <laughs> yeah, we're trying
1: game. to work out yeah. whether or not I want to play Destiny or not whilst that's, playing yeah.
2: it. That's a difficult question indeed. It is, it is. Uh alright so let's get into the show uh, proper we're gonna start with the what is now the old gen and try to cover the ps3 and Xbox 360 uh, now the ps3 started along you know what is it seven eight years ago uh, kind of not as strong as people could have thought and uh, since then it's gone uh, through a bunch of different states and now it's almost on par with the Xbox 360 um, the ps PS3 is an... I don't think there's a bad console. Um, that We, we did a f- the French version of the show a couple of hours before, and I think what the conclusion was, so if you want to skip to the end, the conclusion was there's not one bad console um, in the bunch. It, it, you can't really go wrong uh, at this stage. And the PS3 is obviously a very strong choice, but it's also a console that's on the way out. Uh, it's not... Cheap. It's, uh, it hasn't fallen really below the 200, well, we're going to speak in euros and dollars. So I don't know how much it is for you, you know, space money uh, British people, <laughs> um, but a little bit less. So it's around, you know, you can find one that is 12 gigs of uh, storage for about 200 dollars or euros. But I think 12 gigs is probably too little. It's kind of saving on on things that are going to cost you more in the long run. So, around 250 euros is what you would need to sell out for a PS3. Now, obviously, it has an enormous catalog of games, but 250 is about 100 to 150 below the current gen, which is much more powerful, and. It's on the way, it's on its way out. Is there should we is there a way to justify purchasing a, a PS3 uh, in your eyes at at this stage for this holiday season? Uh, and anyone who wants to go first, just start talking.
1: I'd say it's difficult to justify a PS3 at this stage. The only reason I'd really suggest doing so would be if there's specific games on it that you really want to play because it serves some some nice little niches. The PS3, particularly, there are a couple of cracking like obviously a weird game that lots of people got into with the last generation was was dark souls and the fact that it was incredibly hardcore but lots of people i know who don't really play games much because it's so different and so strange got really obsessed Mm. with it and obviously the prequel to that is only available still on the ps3 but it's difficult because it's almost like with the fact that the xbox 360 had a much larger base throughout the whole of its cycle you know throughout the whole of its life Um, It kind of feels like the the amount of software that was being printed and being sent out to shops was a lot higher across the board. And it it feels Mm. to me, in the same way that the PlayStation 2 had a fantastic life after, you know, for a long time, just because you could go into shops and buy secondhand copies of so many games, you know, because there were Mm. just so many copies of everything out there. It feels to me now like there's an abundance still of Xbox 360 games just knocking about that you can buy for like a couple of pounds. Whereas i think I,
2: that might be very uh, very maybe not particular but more the case in uh, in the uk because the 360 is really prevalent there that's true in that france, is true. for example in france the playstation has been much more popular i guess in the u.s which many of you listeners uh, might be based in um it it was also the 360 so um it's it, it the, the the um second-hand market certainly has to play a, a role in your decision if you're going to go, quote-unquote, cheap with a last-gen console. Mm. Um, uh, Umberto, you were going yeah, to say something? Yeah,
3: I, I, I pretty much agree with you guys. Just I, I mean, unless you really want to play some Japanese games that you cannot find mm. everywhere else. It's, I mean, there are the Tales of series, there are many, many Japanese RPGs which are pretty much only on PS3. But unless you really want that kind of games and maybe a couple of uh, fighting games you can just find on PS3, yeah, I agree with you.
0: Well, it's interesting. I mean, you mentioned, Matt, that the PS2 for the longest time was still the best-selling console long after PS3 and Xbox 360 came out. And I feel like Sony was able to be a little more aggressive with that because they were coming from behind with the PS3. Mm -hmm. And so they, they weren't as worried about protecting a lead. They were just... Pretty much wanting to generate revenue wherever they can. I wonder if it changes now with the PS4 doing so well out of the gate that they're less willing to drop the price fast on the PS3. Mm. And also the reason that you see the Xbox 360 games so much cheaper in used shops. It's the same over here. Uh, and 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 because they're coming from behind, Microsoft has that advantage. It'll be interesting to see if they can press that advantage, though.
1: That's true. I do think with the um, PlayStation 3, though, one of the the thi- one of the things with the PlayStation 2 was that it was it kind of sold so well originally, just because it was like a really cost-effective, really nice DVD player, and especially when they released the Slim one, which was in retrospect, looking back at the PlayStation 2 Slim, or Mini, it was tiny. It was this tiny little thing. Yeah, that's um, true. And I, I do think that so many people I know, I used to go around and they'd have a couple of PlayStation 2 games, but it was just a DVD player for them. And I think mm. maybe that was partly for why it had such a great long tail. Because for a long time, it still remained just if you wanted a DVD player, PlayStation 2 was a really good one to get. Whereas I feel like there hasn't been the same interest in Blu-ray. And also, even with the PS3 Slim, it's still quite a large bit of gear. And I don't, yeah. I don't really know what the, the Blu-ray market is like or whether or not that will sustain it.
0: Yeah, I wonder if it There's, would be Blu-ray, but, but streaming would tip the scales, in which case okay. the 360 might have a better chance there.
2: Mm. It's, it's also interesting, something you, you mentioned briefly, uh, Tom, the, the current gen, uh, or at least the PS4, has seen such an enormous start. Um, it's been really, really, really successful in a way that previous uh, generations have not seen, which means the focus for developers and for the entire industry is shifting a little bit faster. To the new, the current gen than it has been in the past. And I'm wondering if that doesn't put another bigger question mark on the PS, on the choice of a PS3, um, at this stage. And it's the same for the 360. But since it's, it's in many markets, uh, more, it was, it, it sold a lot more, the, the 360. Maybe that's easier to, to keep around with the, uh, second, uh, second hand market. Whereas the PS3, I guess the one thing, you're right, Umberto, there are some games on the PS3 that there are not anywhere else, not because they're just console exclusive, but because the, the PS3 is a Japanese console. And obviously, Sony has a very strong relationship with developers in Japan and all of that, and they're used to that. And it's the 360 is inexistent in Japan. So if Japanese stuff is what you're into, maybe the PS3 is is a good choice, but um that might be the only the only case of course there's you know uncharted and and a bunch of first party games um which quite frankly i think the ps3 was my preferred console for the previous generation because of those games i'm not a big halo shooter guy um so yeah i'm it's really difficult to re- to recommend a ps3 or, or xbox 1 i th- or xbox 360 at this stage um even okay there's one thing I think we should discuss in this in this uh uh conversation, it's PlayStation Now, uh PlayStation Plus, which has been very efficient. And if you're looking on for cheap a cheap system, you get a, a 50 bucks PlayStation Plus uh, subscription and you get two or more free games a month. And unlike the 360, those games are actually great games, usually great games that you really want to play. Um, So that might be another plus on the side of the PS3, right?
3: Absolutely. It's like they have a huge catalogs nowadays to take games from. So if you have PlayStation Plus right now, you have free games every month. It's yeah. As you said, it's a great deal.
0: Yeah. And probably um, another reason that Sony is less concerned with making like a really compelling PlayStation Three Slim is that they they're looking at making their money off subscriptions. I mean, all these companies are in the future, yeah. I think.
2: Yeah, certainly. Um, okay, PS3 and Xbox 360 both are difficult to to fully recommend, even for people who are uh, not willing to spend a lot of money on those consoles because huh. I guess it is difficult because then if you tell someone look at the PS4 or Xbox One it's the future but the future is not here yet there are a few good games there aren't the explosion of excellent games that we uh, we have because of the back catalog on on the pre- uh, previous gen um it is difficult i i, 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 I think yeah, go ahead, Matt. I just say,
1: I think one of the most difficult things about it is the fact that you kind of got... With the PS3, there are less compelling reasons to, to buy into it now, but it's a more reliable bit of gear. But with the Xbox 360 in particular, it's a real shame because it has a fantastic back catalogue of really good games. I mean, even some of the earlier stuff, like, I still think Fable 2 is a great game. I think Crackdown's a great game. You know, you could go out and get, like maybe 10 fantastic games for about you know a couple of pounds each. You can get some incredibly mm. cheap entertainment. But, and it's a big but, the fact that they've made it so all of the downloadable games, which are, are, was a real appeal of the Xbox originally, it's knowing that there's no way to take them with you. It's knowing that you're spending money on digital games, which you then can't put... If you would decide to upgrade to an Xbox One, you can't take any of that with you. It's a fresh start, which is I think is if you're going to get into it now, just is a bit like, eh, how much do you want to invest in mm-hmm. products that you know you can't keep? And secondly, I just worry how, how much support there will be for the hardware. Because one of the things I noticed particularly was obviously with the Xbox 360 originally, there were big problems with the tech, the, you know, the red ring of death. Yeah most people have heard of <laughs> um but then yeah, most, yeah, the yeah,
2: most, most people have had their most people have had one exchanged. yeah um,
1: <laughs> but even when they released the slim version which is now the sort of standard version i i've had like issues with them and i feel like not yeah. the same it's not a bit as consistent but it kind of felt like they'd it just doesn't feel like the most sturdy piece of hardware in the same mm. way that you can go and get a mega drive or a snares out of a cupboard after maybe 15 years and switch yeah. it on and it'll probably still work these things no felt parts right yeah like it kind of felt a little bit like these that generation of consoles in particular felt a bit like glass cannons you know and the fact they were very yeah. powerful but perhaps weren't gonna last very long and i'd, I'd be yeah. a bit worried that if you maybe start getting into it now it might just be a case of having to replace bits mm. all the time i don't feel very sturdy. That,
2: i was i was gonna say maybe it's worth looking at the hand console if you're if you don't have a lot of money but that kind of uh puts a, a, a dent into the theory um, well, it depends on where happy. you buy it. I, I
0: actually tried yeah. to sell my Xbox 360 when the Xbox One came out, and they wouldn't buy it. And not at a GameStop. It was just a local shop because he, he looked and he's like, yeah, this has been repaired. He's like, I'm yeah. not going to buy any of those that have been repaired because they'll just fail again.
2: <laughs> yeah. I mean, so maybe if you, if you want to buy secondhand, go PS3 maybe. Well, it's and difficult. The, it's, if you, if yeah. you
1: treat it as being something you're just going to enjoy for maybe a year as a stopgap, if you kind of think, mm-hmm. I want to get into games right now. And it's not really – if. If you're somebody who maybe is, hasn't been involved with gaming for a while, it's not even really worth jumping into next gen if you're not even sure that you're going to be in it for the long run because there's just not enough going on right now. Whereas mm-hmm. if you did buy an Xbox second hand off a friend and then were a bit savvy about the games you picked up, you could get a lot of really good entertainment for not a lot of money at all.
2: All right. Yeah, I guess that's if, you, if, you're looking into, if you're looking to get into gaming, there are other options. We'll get to those um, later in the show. To close off the, the last gen uh, bit of this show, which game exclusive to PS3 or Xbox 360 would you recommend someone gets if they decide to make the jump? Let's start with Matt putting you on the spot
1: on the spot okay um i'd say exclusive exclusive right let's just go viva piñata i think viva (laughs) piñata really yeah it's fantastic are you
3: kidding i'm not kidding at all it's genuinely (laughs) it was a good game it was a good game yeah it's genuinely
1: really good it's just there's nothing else that's been quite like it it's like a weird god game where you just have to accept that all the animals are going to eat each other and it's really <laughs> odd. It's one of those. It's well, when really... you put it like this, it does <laughs> sound very appealing. It's it's weird. It's it's a game that seemed to be aimed at kids, but actually it was quite grown up in some weird ways. It's not perfect, okay. but it's really interesting. And lots of people should have checked it out and didn't.
2: Okay, Xbox 360, Viva Pinata, um, Umberto.
3: Yeah, I still have my. Viva Pinata cover on my Xbox 360. So, uh, <laughs> I'm not alone, I'm not alone. <laughs> I, I was a, fan too. I was a fan too But no, uh, I think the Uncharted series on PS3 and uh, Halo 3 on uh, 360 for me.
2: Okay, so Uncharted definitely. Uncharted Two would be my uh, pick for the PS3 for sure. It's it's an amazing amazing game. Um, but the series is good as well. Two is, I mean, that bit when you're fighting on the build in the building that's collapsing. Yeah. I was my mind was blown. No,
3: that's a great. Uh, crazy.
2: Yeah. All right. So Uncharted series and Halo Three. I think Halo is obviously a staple of the um, of the Xbox. Uh, platform in general so that's unavoidable uh, Tom any other game you would recommend
0: uh, you know you guys know better than me and I'm, I'm not going to disagree with any of those suggestions especially Viva Pinata which I, I was like one of my early 360 games myself and I really <laughs> enjoyed it so I'm, I'm very, I feel I feel validated that you mentioned that <laughs> okay. um, I'm curious though like what about something like Middle Earth Shadow of Mordor for Xbox 360
2: huh Shadow of Mordor you're going more recent I yeah, for, you know, I, I mean, would you, would you tell
0: someone like, yeah, just buy one of the, you know, the recent top games?
1: Hmm. See, I don't I, know. I haven't really kept up with it. I remember when the PlayStation 3 first came out, there were all these cross-gen games. So you'd have PS2 versions of the next-gen games. Mm. And I just remember that they were consistently terrible. Um, but, <laughs> but it seems like this time that hasn't been such a problem. And people are just going, oh, this, like, 360 yeah. version of this game actually is okay. So well, I don't that's know. that's true. With-
2: yeah. They, they, you also can play Destiny on both those consoles. Um, they, they would be a little bit more expensive. If you're going on the cheap, um, those would be a little sure. bit more expensive. So I don't know if I would recommend them. But certainly you can look at that in the future, maybe get the console now and maybe a game in a couple of months, and that could be one of them. Um, if, if we're going to talk a little bit more uh, cross-platform, I think uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare... Uh, The first one Mm. and actually the second one are both the, you know, mind blown kind of games as well. They are incredible. I mean, Infinity Ward, which is the developer at the time, um, did such an incredible job. You have to remember that the modern... Military simulation or arcade t- type game did not exist at that time. It was all World War two and when Infinity War renewed the series with modern warfare, it was not only on the on the context and the, the first single player campaign but also on the multiplayer. It was revolutionary it was, it was incredible yeah. They, they brought the whole, you know, leveling system in multiplayer. They brought the um, leveling, the, the, the single-player campaign with cinematic set-piece moments that would take you, like, seriously blow your mind. They, the, if you've never played them, it's really worth looking at. And uh, i should tell you one game... Platform, um, so.
1: I'll tell you one game which isn't available on any modern platforms either, or it's only available on PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360, which is probably one of the best games ever made. Uh, Red Dead Redemption is something that is w- well true. worth playing if you've missed that so far. Cause Definitely agree with that. It's just incredible. It's, I mean, it's, in my mind, it's like the best Grand Theft Auto game ever made, and it doesn't even mm-hmm. have any cars in it. Um <laughs> <Grand> <laughs> Theft it does horse. have horses. Yeah. It had brilliant horses, but it's just odd that it, it hasn't come out on yeah. next gen. I still wonder if they might release, but it's, I don't know. It's like, it feels like one of those things where Maybe if you haven't sequel. played already, then go back and yeah. do it. Maybe a
3: sequel or something like yeah.
2: that. That would be good. I, I I think Red Dead Redemption has a very, very high um, critical uh, acclaim and even, you know, player acclaim. So they would be, it would it would surprise me if we didn't see a Red Dead Redemption sequel at some point.
1: I think we definitely will i just I'm not yeah. sure if it will capture the same I don't know it's just mm. such a perfect game <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> um, true, yeah, we'll have to see
2: all right, I think there's a bunch of games there to to uh please the people who might go for a an old gen uh console, but let's move over to the current gen, which is. The PS4 and Xbox One, both of them are excellent machines. With the PS4 having taken a very clear lead in terms of sales, which is not just you know chest thumping uh, something chest thumping for the uh, fanboys to to do. It also means that developers are looking at this very seriously and maybe thinking if they only have of course no one is a, no one that is not a first party developer is developing for just one console but if they have to do that or if they have to think about which console to look at first it seems like the ps4 would probably be the one they'd look at um, both of the consoles are more or less similar in case in term in terms of uh, uh performance although the ps4 has a slight edge which Honestly, it doesn't really matter all that much uh, for the gaming experience, but I can understand how you would want to have the console that is uh, the best, uh, quote unquote. Um, is, can we recommend an Xbox One to anyone at this stage, anyone who doesn't want to play Halo? I'd say no. <laughs> I'd say <laughs> no, <You> know, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> I want to come up with a
0: scenario, uh, and, and I guess the only scenario I can think of is with the price drop, it's now yes, 350 exactly. bucks in the U.S., if you are someone who wants to play a few games but also have a really good integrated television experience, yeah. and you have to want both. It's definitely not the best TV streamer, but it's also not, you know, it, like like we've just talked about, the PS4 has got a little more of a compelling game platform, but if you want to do both, the TV integration here does work really well. And I don't even have my television controlled directly by the Xbox. I've just got it with an over-the-air tuner plugged into a TiVo running through it. But it's really nice to be able to just go from watching TV right into the Xbox one and then choose Netflix or Amazon Video or play Forza or whatever it is that I want to play, mm. uh, all in one. So that's that's the only advantage over the PS4 that I can think of
1: and you know what that that element of it will only get better with time i mean there's always these when you buy yourself a set te- set top box or an into something that's integrated into your television there's always a chance that it will just get left behind and the firmware updates will stop and suddenly it just won't be as good as it was at one point <laughs> where you kind of know with the xbox one that element of things in terms of the tv integration into it is going to continue to get better but the problem is if you live if you don't live in america it just doesn't really work <laughs> like, it's that simple like in the uk it just it, maybe they've patched
0: it so it works a bit now. But does it does the TV pass through? Is it really buggy there or something?
1: There were huge problems at launch. It yeah. was just it was adding lag and adding like um, stuttering to television. So it would, was just making TV yeah, jump. Hmm. Um, it was just like how have they done this? Um, but even so, it was like so much of the pitch uh, when they first start, started talking about it was going, "Hey, do you like watching basketball? Well, how about seeing live stats updating?" And it's like it's all kind of centered around American television and American sports. And Mm. and not only is there not really much of an interest for that in Europe, um, they're also just, we don't have the same TV channels, you know, they don't have, it's just not broadcast as much, you know. So the idea of having NFL live with player stats and integration is just like no <laughs> is one not in not as Europe. compelling
2: for sure. Yeah, yeah,
1: and you kind of looked at it and you kind of think to yourself, well, maybe they'll do that for like football as well. Like, well, so, you know, English football <laughs> um, <laughs> or soccer, if you're in America. Um, but you no, kind of football.
2: think, football well,
1: fine. if, I don't know, you kind of think like, well, you kind of putting a lot of trust in the what if there, because they haven't said that they're going to do it and so you kind of think oh, are they gonna do it and in the past it always seems like when things are primarily centered around american tv they take so long to come to the uk i remember even waiting for stuff like things like I player on the last xbox it feels mm-hmm. like they very much make a a kind of aim to get things going and working properly in the american market very quickly with xbox stuff but everywhere else kind of is on a massive lag
2: well especially since uh, with all the you know issues of communication and the connect issues that we've <laughs> uh, seen about the Xbox 1 which we could get into at some point i mean maybe in a future episode i'll uh, you know unload everything i have on my chest that i want to say about <laughs> microsoft's communication which is a lot um they're, they're really focusing on games now it's like party's over we thought we had something now we're not joking around we are focusing on games, so I don't think anyone is left tweaking the TV integration part of, of the Xbox One. Maybe there although is, they maybe did come out wrong, with that dongle only in
0: Europe for over the air, which would be nice yes. to have here. But I, I have a feeling that was just in the in the works, and they yeah exactly they just cranked it out. Well, the, the mm. thing yeah, I mean,
1: is, they have changed direction, but it kind of it kind of can't to a degree because the the system itself was built around this sort of architecture for switching between things. Whereas mm. the PlayStation four is sort of almost just ridiculously way. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's just a really powerful computer. Whereas they've kind of got multiple processes in the Xbox one, the idea of being able to switch between different processes. It kind mm. of feels like they've, they've created a rod for their own back. And they're there. even at this early stage struggling to keep up in terms of performance. Mm. And it's just a case of whether or not what happens is, we could see in five years time what happened with the ps3 of the them catching up and there being just this perfect parity and both consoles being identical but it may be that the ps4 because it's built as a more solely single focus machine will just continue to just be better all the time it's hard to yeah. say
2: um, umberto you were going to say something
3: yeah, yeah, yeah that's <clears throat> i agree with you i mean it's it's like Microsoft had this really ambitious idea. you may like it or not, but it was at least different. It was not just an idea for a console, but now it's just the Xbox one as a console, more focused on games, and uh, I don't know it's it seems to me that they have less interesting exclusives, and if you mm. don't have that kind of uh, uh, multimedia center kind of uh, kind of mm, use yeah use right it's not so appealing to me because it's a little bit less powerful probably and exclusive are not so interesting so yeah i think they have a huge problem also in the long in the long run
2: I guess the the exclusives. If if you're looking at Halo or the Forza series, then yes, there are really interesting things. But the other exclusives are you know Sunset Overdrive, which is cute, but it's not a system seller. It's not you're going to buy the console for that game. Um, and to be honest, even on the looking forward side of things, the Xbox One came out with, I think, completely the wrong way. But they were trying to address issues that we are going to have throughout the life cycle of this generation of console, which is the issue of uh, uh, dematerialized, you know, digital sales. Mm, yeah. And they were trying to say, all right, they say, they said it all the wrong ways, but they were trying to say, we're going, we're going to go there, so let's try to make sure that the system is built up from the, it's built from the ground up to make sure that we can address things. You could, you know, give a game to someone, lend a game to someone, all of that. And they completely had to fold on all of this instead of Uh, explaining the good sides. Which, anyway, that's a a whole other conversation. But what I was going to go to is they were looking forward. And now, something I really didn't think was going to happen, it's looking like Sony might be looking forward a little bit more thanks to their Mm. streaming video games integration of Gaikai, which is being used on the uh, horrendously expensive uh, game (laughs) rental service PlayStation Mm -hmm. Now. But, you know that's that's part of the thing they they can probably lower prices as things go on they probably couldn't raise them so it's understandable that they would go a little bit too high at the beginning but not just that the share play feature which just came out with the uh, patch the, the the patch for the console where you can invite someone one of your friends to play a game with you that they don't own um, is is really cool. It's just, of course, you have to have the right connection and all of that. So somewhere, this Don Matrick is just tearing his hair out right now. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> yeah, it's it's it. Anyway, that that was a mess. But and th- there's also the uh, Project Morpheus, which is a virtual right. reality headset, which. I'm not you know I'm not certain Sony can pull it off, but maybe, and I'm sure Microsoft has one in the works as well because this is the new thing, right everyone's getting in on that um but it's surprising, I mean even on the uh looking forward aspect of things, I think Sony has it right this second. things might change drastically in the next few months or a couple of years, but at the moment, even there sony is is Uh, uh, more on top of things, right?
1: They're not on the back foot. That's the thing. I mean, Mm. I was actually really saddened when Microsoft completely turned around their entire plan for the console because at first when they announced it, I was sitting there going, what the hell are you talking about? This is insane. (laughs) It seemed like suicide. But then actually after a couple of days of thinking about what they were offering, I was like, actually, this is amazing. They've just not explained Mm. it well. And I'd actually come around
2: to Okay, so all right, let's do this now. Let's do it. They came out saying, I mean, I was working in PR, so that, that kind of rubbed me all the wrong ways. They came out announcing all of the things they were taking away and then mentioned in passing all of the things that they were bringing. And all of the things that were they were bringing were awesome. I mean, the, the family sharing thing that you could share games with a list of, uh, you know, 10 people that would be quote-unquote family members. You, of course, you could, it yeah. could be your friends. It, that was really excellent. And that was thrown away. So anyway, that, that's my, you know, two-minute summary of that situation. But yeah, that's the thing but is, was, so much of
1: what they had was that. And now what we're seeing is we're seeing Sony after, after making a stand of saying, hey, no, we're going to be just doing it traditional, old-school games console, yeah. no messing around. Now they're very quietly moving into the area of what Microsoft promised. whereas microsoft have built a console for that stuff and now have just completely abandoned it in favor (laughs) and it's like oh i I don't know how they're going to get out of the mess because they just they just basically seem to be just trying to dig themselves out of a hole but it's weird it's like if you're going to buy one of these consoles at the moment if unless you're a big fan of halo and i mean they're they're releasing more gears of war stuff and i mean i'm not really they're fun games but they're not going to sell a system to me personally yeah, it's yeah, a, but
2: there are there are fans. There are people absolutely. who are going want that, right?
1: Absolutely. Yeah, I mean that they're, they're huge franchises. You know, I'm not gonna slate that. Um, but I just feel like if you're somebody who's on the fence and doesn't really know, then it's it's not always the best choice, but it's always the safest choice to just follow the mm-hmm. numbers and i mean you know i bought a dreamcast when it was dying and i've always regretted that
2: (laughs) (laughs) Um, you can say you can say you've owned one that's you know badge of honor
1: i had some great times with it and towards the end of it i got some very cheap games and i'm currently (laughs) going to attempt the same strategy with a wii u at some point but anyway
2: uh (laughs) we'll get we'll get to the wii u i'm I'm actually turning around on the wii but you know let's talk a little bit more about the ps4 in closing there are bad things about the ps4 right the the ui is okay but it's not incredible they've been having more problems on the network infrastructure side of things uh, they're not deal breakers but we we should mention them as well it's not like the ps4 is on the you know perfect situation and with the deal that's happening in the us hopefully it will be brought over uh, in europe as well at some point but the xbox one is actually cheaper it is 50 dollars cheaper that's and and sometimes you have a uh, two games coming with it if you buy it for that cheaper price you have uh, assassin's creed black flag and unity which are two very good games um i don't know if you'll you know if you won't be bored to death after doing both of them one after it the other but much, still, yeah. <laughs> yeah but still you know it's it's very good games and 50 dollars is not nothing it's it's an extra game um No,
1: it's very true. It's very true. It's just a case of um, trying to work out how it's going to pan out. And it's difficult to say. At the moment, it feels like publishers are going to naturally gravitate more towards Sony this generation just because they've got the bigger lead. And we've already seen it on a very basic level. Um, I've been playing, as you say, a lot of Destiny lately. And as much as I find it a conflicting game, one of the most difficult things about the game currently is the fact that their plans for how much they're charging you for extra content is a lot of money. And however, because they've got this deal with Sony, you are going to get a lot more stuff consistently. Yes if you have one extra on PlayStation Four, Which is yeah. because you're getting so, lot, yeah. so little uh, it's a lot um, hmm. and I kind it of wonder there, if we'll get more deals like that you know.
2: Yeah it seems there Sony is really aggressively chasing uh, publishers for exclusive stuff and usually it doesn't mean much it's time uh, uh, sensitive stuff and then you end up getting them on both consoles anyway but Sony seems to be doing a little bit more. I'm guessing Microsoft is going to do that as well so Anyway, PS4, Xbox One, they're both excellent consoles. It seems unless you're really dead set on getting Halo or Forza, or you have a, an actual use for the uh, entertainment center side of things, PS4 might be a better choice even with the, more, uh, the slightly higher price given the promotions on Xbox One at the moment. Um, I'll put it this
0: way, Patrick. I have both uh, just... For evaluative purposes, I bought them both and I live in the Xbox one. That's where I watch Netflix. That's where I have my television, like I said. Uh, But when I want to play a game, the PS4 makes me switch that input over. Hmm. Uh, And that's that that's a big deal for the PS4 to be able to do. But they do it.
2: Yeah. So. Best games for the PS4? I guess we might be looking at the future a little bit uh, and then we're speculating because we don't know if they're going to be good, but which games would you tell people they can either get now, on exclusive to that console, uh, let's go on both, uh, or look forward to in the future? Um, PS4, Xbox oh. One, anyone?
3: Umberto. PS4 yes, for, for me is... Right now, is really Bloodborne. I'm so looking forward to play it because I played it a little bit at the Tokyo Game Show and I'm not super fan of the Dark Souls series, but still, it's it's really solid for the first time. Uh, that kind of game, uh, that kind of From Software game has a really solid, nice graphic. The the, the universe, the graphic, the art style, everything looks really solid and it's it's a really nice game so um, and it's so, i mean it's coming out february so it's close and uh we can start to i mean
2: look forward we're pretty to much ready
3: yeah yeah, yeah. we're pretty much ready to play
2: yeah. it. it's so it's interesting what you're saying you're not a fan of the of the dark souls demon souls series and still you enjoy you're looking forward to bloodborne that's interesting to me because I, I never got into those and but it feels like I'm missing out on something um, I played the demo uh, oh no I got it through Games for Gold live thing um, the the Demon Souls or Dark, Dark Souls I can't remember um, and it was okay but you're saying Bloodborne is actually more I don't know you're looking forward to it more
3: yeah because Dark Souls it's it's a cool game but it's it's still a uh, it's another fantasy kind of game here in Mm -hmm. bloodborne the the universe is much more unique i think it's much more interesting maybe it's just my taste is but yeah it's it's different dark souls is another fantasy rpg okay it's unique unique gameplay super hard but bloodborne has it has an age on uh, on the dark souls series
2: fair enough um Another game, anyone on PS4 or Xbox One specifically? Let's let's try to give a little bit of love for to the Xbox One. Let's make an honest effort. If we put Halo and maybe Forza aside, is there anything?
0: I was going to say Forza. All right. (laughs)
1: Apparently, yeah, Forza. Um, the new Forza is apparently incredible. Um, hmm. really really strong I've always been speaking to people on the weekend and lots of people just repeatedly going Wah! and making amazing <laughs> noises about it uh, which not people who even like cars that much so you kind of know you're on something good I think hmm. a, a multi-platform game I'm enjoying a lot at the moment it's kind of, it's maybe one not to get straight away because I get the feeling it's going to be about half the price it is in about a month uh, <laughs> but Shadows of Mordor yeah, the Lord, new Lord yeah. of the Rings game is a lot of fun and it it's very much doesn't feel like a next-gen game in a way. It feels a bit like playing a PlayStation 2 game in terms of the the feel of how it progresses. But it's got some modern stuff, but it's just very comforting. It's just a really... It's a good video game. And uh, it's, mm. it's, it's something about... I don't know. It's very easy these days to get wowed by shiny graphics or the promise of innovation or the promise of a story like you've never experienced before and then feel a bit disappointed where it's kind of nice just to play something where somebody says to you hey this game's loads of fun <laughs> and you play it and you just
3: go it is loads of fun <laughs> and that's kind of the deal um
2: yeah um any more yeah i was going to uh, i was
3: going to say oh I was going to say Halo Five. I don't know no, if go you ahead, want to Matt. talk about Halo
2: or not, but oh, sure, sure, no, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. I'm I'm teasing because Halo is obviously something that Xbox I know. One yeah, owners it's are pretty obvious. Uh, honestly i'm i'm probably gonna get an xbox one very soon if only to play the the halo uh master Master chief collection the series that gathers all of the games because i've i've never really gotten into them and being a fan of destiny as i am yeah it it was i i missed them um for a bunch of reasons i was in japan and all of that but um yeah so go ahead halo 5
3: i think i uh, I play i'm sorry no No, no, go no, go go ahead Okay, okay. Uh, I play pretty much every FPS on my PC, but I really enjoy Halo because it's, because it's different to any other FPS. It's an FPS made for a console, made for the pad of the 360 and the Xbox One now, which is the best controller. Because we were talking about differences between the PS4 and Xbox One. Xbox mm-hmm. One has a better controller. And Halo 5, I think, maybe, again maybe the best FPS on consoles, I hope so. So uh, I think that's really huge exclusives. And uh, I think that if you are playing on console and you, if you want to play an FPS, Halo is still the best option. That's my opinion. Because, it, yeah, okay, uh, Call of Duty is huge, but if you play Call of Duty on PC, it's better. If you take pretty much any other FPS, it's better on PC. Okay, you don't have Halo on uh, on PC, but when you play Halo, you that it's made it's built for the pad mm. how you can jump how a lot of different mechanics come together so it's uh, yeah yeah, uh, yeah i'm looking forward to that serious. for sure yeah
0: yeah
3: what so about titan any-
0: fall There's, yeah it's not my t- style of game but everyone i know who has an xbox one who does like that just raves about it
2: it should be pretty cheap now too it came out yeah, in exactly. march
0: um, i'm going the yeah, opposite of what i did with the xbox 360 and Trying to come up with something a little that'll save you a little, <laughs> little of that money.
2: Yeah, it is. Uh, it is definitely a, an excellent game. It's super fun. Uh, for some reason, it didn't catch my attention for very, very long. Though um, I don't know. I played it on PC. It was great i think it, it lacked the single player experience that would get me in the mood i guess it was just straight into the action i didn't i i need a little bit of uh you know preliminaries i i need to be teased a little bit <laughs> i guess about a little kiss <laughs> yes, exactly robot yeah, yeah. Play. <laughs> but but it is it is yeah <laughs> i want a little bit of foreplay with my giant mech that i'm gonna get into to destroy everyone else a natural um, thing It's thing. You know, it's a, it's a super well made game. I mean, game design design wise, it does so many things right. So many things. The, the 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 change of pace with the the mechs that you get into to shoot everyone else, and then it's balanced still. And you you don't have them too often. And then it's still epic when you're in one. It's it does so many things right. I would definitely uh, recommend it to anyone. And it is, you're right, an Xbox One exclusive. So, but
1: it is strange in the fact that every Everybody I've spoken to who's played Titanfall absolutely adores it and yet found themselves just not playing not it playing after yet. about yeah. a month and just it seems like that's it impressive. just it's like a candle or a firework that burns out mm. just super fast. It's like wow that's yeah. amazing. Oh, I was
3: gonna yeah, also mention but... oh. Go ahead, Umurto. i um, sorry. Yeah, yeah, the problem for me was I reviewed the game. It was fun. But as you said, the problem there is that there are not enough options. And you can see mm-hmm. that there, th- there is going to be a Titanfall 2, and maybe they are keeping some ideas for the sequel. But still, yeah, it's a shame because great mechanics. Uh, I, I like the style, but there are not just mm-hmm. enough options and modes and stuff to do to keep you engaged in the long run. Yeah.
2: And, and what, Titanfall two oh, will likely come out for both consoles as well. Uh, it I think. Seems, I think so. Yeah, yeah. It's it's possible. With, I mean, Respawn Entertainment, which is the Infinity Ward people who went to do another uh, studio, they they've been hinting at the fact that they would like to do multi platform. So, it, but maybe you know Microsoft is going to keep shelling out the money. We'll know. will we, we don't know. We'll see one um, thing i any... would say um,
1: finally yeah. for in terms of the new consoles not so much a recommendation for a game but definitely a recommendation something you should do if you're thinking about getting a playstation 4 or, or a vita is if you do sign up for playstation plus in advance then what you can do is as long as you've got one of the systems or maybe you can even just do it in a web browser actually i'm not sure yeah you, you can, can you go can. and you can just claim all of the free games every month and as long as you're you've got the membership you're you'll just build up a library of games even if you don't have the consoles. And so it means that if you're thinking about getting a PlayStation 4 maybe in six months or maybe in a year, it's kind of worth doing it just so that when yeah. you get your console, you'll suddenly switch it on and you'll have like loads of really good games. I mean, that's what I've been doing. And I've kind of been kicking myself I haven't been doing it for longer because you yeah. just end up getting loads of Tons great stuff of, yeah. for hardly any money.
2: I think you can do it on the Xbox One if you have a subscription, but you can't do it, uh, and but not on the Xbox 360. However, you can do it on any Sony console, uh, and that absolutely you should definitely do it. I've been doing it for years. Yeah, you can I just like tough, claim
0: stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. and get Resogun. Um,
2: that's that's the one thing I would <laughs> add.
0: Every so PS4 player, oh, oh yeah. potential owner, should grab Resogun. I yeah. still haven't got that yet. I'll, I will do that myself. Oh, it's 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 just stupid it's fun. fun. It's great. Yeah, it's
2: fun. Um, any, you know, we we didn't get a lot of recommendation or looking forward to uh, on PS4. Anything else except for Uncharted, which is obviously something we'll hopefully be enjoying. I don't think end of next year, but maybe after that. Uh, anything else? Um, the, the Order, is that something? I, I've heard people mm-hmm, who played mm-hmm. it weren't mm-hmm. super, yeah, Umberto is not.
3: Mm, I don't know (laughs) it has a great it has a nice graphic it's it's really a cinematic game which is good but at the same time I I mean I just played a couple of demos so I'm not an expert so I I don't know I don't know a lot about the game but still when you play you can feel there is there is nothing new in the gameplay Mm. it's still another uh, kind of shooter okay it's cinematic but I don't know and okay. if you look at the if you look at the calendar of the calendar, uh, I'm sorry. If you look at the calendar, uh, usually uh, Sony has one exclusive every month. In February, they are going to have both Bloodborne and the Order, which means yeah. that maybe they're not so sure about the Order. But maybe it's just mm. my speculation. Yeah possible yeah interesting interesting, interesting. math yeah.
1: uh, it's also we're at that weird point of the year now where often publishers don't really want to cannibalize their own like products by talking about future stuff too much so we're in a mm. weird zone now where in terms of stuff to be really hyped about for next gen consoles it's kind of a bit of a gray zone at the moment i think when the new year starts in january and february they'll start to uh, start mm. teasing the new next gen projects that are coming out at the end of the year but at the moment yeah. it's kind of like the calendar is looking slightly sparse just because i think they've worked out from past years that if you start mm. banging on about the new like the style of you know if they said watchdogs 2 or whatever then that might start to <laughs> people would be so excited yeah. about that that they'd be like oh i don't want assassin's Creed, i'll wait for that <laughs> um so we're kind of in the, a weird zone it's,
2: it's just interesting that we have more games i've been writing them down we have a few more games on the um uh, xbox one side of things than ps4 and and still, we're recommending the PS4 more. I'm not sure how I reckon... I still believe the PS4 is probably the best machine to get, but...
1: It yeah. just feels like, uh, traditionally, we've seen that the consoles that have the biggest install bases get favoured yeah, by publishers. Sure. And, and sometimes... Are, and
2: yeah. Yeah, and there are exclusives uh, for the PS4. I mean, Uncharted, we've talked about. There are many more, you know, Gran Turismo, a bunch of them. No Man's Skies. No Man's Skies, yeah, uh, which looks really interesting. We haven't talked much about the indie scene, uh, but the indie scene is also... I guess both consoles have them now, but again, the the PlayStation 4 might have a slight edge uh, there. Um, And, you know, we're going to see a Last of Us sequel at some point, I'm sure. Um, mm. Anyway, all right, let's let's move on. I think we've covered the, the current gen uh, well enough, and now we have a sort of weird. Is it current gen? Is it old gen? What is it? <laughs> Wii U uh, question. Uh, and it's current we talk gen. About, don't don't let us try to gen.
0: fool you. <laughs> don't <laughs> it <is>. don't nugget.
2: <laughs> so, it. So I have a, a quick story about the Wii U. I've been trying to get my uh, wife to play video games for. Ever since we met, which was about five years ago, and every year, every six months, every year, I would Show her a game and tell her, "Hey, do you want to try this?" And she would like. She would be like, "Oh, okay, just you know, to make you happy." And she would try and she would play for ten minutes, and that that would be it. And um last week, when I left my job, my colleagues who are awesome uh bought me a Wii U. They were like, "You're going to be doing podcasts. You need to know about this too." Here you go. This will save you a few bucks, and they gave me a Wii U, which was fantastic. So I've been, you know, playing it nonstop all weekend for research for this show obviously you know it, it was work um and uh, my wife was looking at this and at some point it was like hey do you want to play mario kart a little bit it's it's fun it's easy to get into and she was like ah, all right fine i'll do it and then nintendo magic it was she was having fun she was she kept asking to play more we played for about i don't know an hour an hour an hour and a half and she was actually having fun it was great um and you know nintendo has this incredible ability it's really magic like they're both in uh design like game design and and uh, artistic design and mechanics and everything they're kind of a wonderful disney slash pixar masterful uh uh artist and they design the games in a way that is actually enjoyable for everyone and that that can um i don't know that is enjoyable both on the fun side i mean she was playing toad and she was laughing every time she would see him going like woohoo and (laughs) and on the gameplay side she was having fun um it's it's an amazing machine right well, you know, she's never, I tried to get her to play, uh, she played Gone Home, which is an amazing, uh, you know, storytelling game rather than game game. But still, it's f- fantastic. I've had her play easy fighting games like Tekken and stuff like that. You just mash the buttons. I've had her play a few games. She never enjoyed anything. Um, and I have this exactly
1: one, the same thing with my partner. In fact, she's mm-hmm. just not interested in it whatsoever. And I, she used to be interested in Goldeneye when she was younger, but now she's just, and and it's the same thing, actually, I haven't actually managed this yet, but, I was playing um the latest Zelda game on the three D ds a couple of months ago and that's the one time that she seemed even vaguely interested in the fact I was just playing it in bed and she was just sort of like leaning over and just watching me she just sat watching me for about forty minutes and it was just like <laughs> you could tell that like, even she was just intrigued by it. It was like it's, yeah, it's kinda of like sometimes people write it off as just being like, Oh, I don't like that yeah. cutie stuff, but it's like you're right, that like even this the aesthetics, especially the most recent Zelda game on the three DS, which is just like an insane yeah. aesthetical masterpiece. Uh, mm. um, I mean, they just create
2: these stunning things. Mario, on, on 3D World, um, which is on the Wii U, it, you have like, actually it's in all the Marios, you have the music, which is super fun and jumpy, and you have the plants that dance to the beat of the music. It's And it's silly. It makes you, you just want to go boop, boop, boop. <laughs> it's fun. Um, no, you're right, you're right. So, and, and people do write it off sometimes. I think it's, and it, it was justified a few months ago, maybe still, but now there's such a compelling, of course, it's all Nintendo. I mean, you have a few additional games if you want to get them as well. You have Bayonetta 2, which is really cool. You have uh, a bunch of older games as well, but it's really for Nintendo that you're going to buy a Wii U and their lineup is so compelling now. Um, I think it's a good console. It's a legitimate choice, right?
0: Yeah, so The I console agree. itself I, I, has I, I, never been oh.
2: bad. It was just that they your
0: your games were popular in spite of the console. Like <laughs> it, it, With the Nintendo Wii, it was, oh, look at this motion controller that's really innovative and it's really fun and people get it right out of the gate. With the Wii U, it was, this thing doesn't look as nice. It's also got this weird dashboard. We're not sure what it's good for. And the games hadn't come out yet.
2: Hmm.
0: Umberto?
3: Yeah, absolutely. I think it's... If you want to buy the Wii U, which I think is a really good kind of side console if you already have the Xbox One or PS4, you have to know that you're going to buy like three or four, maybe five games every year, but really good games. And the Amiibo are coming out, which is... uh, I think it's kind of idea that works really well with the uh, Nintendo games because... You can use these small kind of characters and take them from one game to the other, and it, I think it will be a really cool idea for Nintendo games. And if you look at the coming out games, coming out games, they have some really cool stuff like Xenobate Chronicles. It's good games. The Legend of Zelda. It's a good game. Also Splatoon, which is not maybe yeah. a, a huge brand. It's a, it's a, like a new brand. I've played it. It's a fun game. It's really in the in the Nintendo mode. So yeah, it's not too bad. Just maybe you don't want to have just the Wii U, but as a side console, it's great.
2: I think uh, on the on the French show, we had um, someone who uh, is a dad and uh, has a show, a French language show just about being a gamer and a dad. And he was saying the Wii U is actually fantastic for for this because you can play it with the whole family. But and also you do have other games like Watch Dogs and Assassin's Creed. And you have a bunch of those as well if you want like serious games, quote unquote, Um but at the same time if you have a family and someone wants to watch the TV you have that stupid like controller that's also a tablet um and and you can play your games on that and even though you the UI is terrible I mean it's it's <laughs> horrible you can't yeah, turn totally. it off you can't you can't you have to do the things on your controller and you can't do it on the screen. So you have to look at this tiny little thing, even though you have this giant TV screen in front of you. And, but you can play the, the tablet. Uh, I mean, you can play all your games on the tablet. And it works. So you have someone watching the TV. Maybe your kid wants to watch a, a a cartoon and you want to play on your console and you keep an eye on the kid or you know, vice versa. If they want to play a little bit of games and you want to watch TV, it's possible as well with one machine. Um, and as you were saying, Umberto, they have... An excellent fun racing game. You know they have their their version of a racing game. They have the best platformers. They have uh, an excellent uh, brawler, which is coming out: uh, Super Smash Bro- Brothers, Super Super Smash Bros. Um, and um, you have an FPS, a Nintendo-style FPS that's coming out. Um, so. It is a compelling machine. As a second console, it's a really compelling choice for a second console, but I think also for some people as a first uh machine as well.
0: You're buying so, it for the games though, that's my contention.
2: Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, of course. I mean it's it's sold for it's Nintendo games and that's it. Mostly. I mean, if you if you don't want Nintendo games, you have others as well, but if you don't want Nintendo games, you're you're going to be buying another console, I suppose. There's
1: some good stuff, but there is some good stuff. I mean, uh, Zombie U is apparently excellent. Um, hmm, that's true. I Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of being won around by it. I, my, my issues with it are, it's just, yeah, it was a very frustrating console. It's got some really great games now, and I kind of want one for the games, but it's just, as a console, I still remember when they first announced it, it was the most confused pitch I've ever seen <laughs> in my life. It was just like,
2: right. was from being like, what? is this like i think we might need to to explain if people don't know what it is it's not the wii it's not an upgraded version of the wii it's a different console that can also play wii games but it has this controller that's also that has a giant screen into it uh, that's kind of a tablet and that you can play games with so it's kind of like the xbox connect which sort of went away you you would be supposedly able to play games specifically developed for those two screens screens one of your on your uh, controller and one on your tv obviously but aside from wii u and maybe a couple of others that has gone away now it's just a great nintendo console yeah uh, with a weird screen
1: and that's the thing it's kind of the weird screen um that it puts me off a little bit just
2: because it's not a deterrent
1: though is it Oh, it is for me in terms of the second console, because to be honest, it's it's very much a case of like, you know, especially living in the UK. Um, it's probably the same in Europe, but you don't have a lot of physical space sometimes in where, mm-hmm. in the places where you live. And the nice thing about the PlayStation 4 in particular is it's a very sleek little thing that you can stack up on something or you can just slide next to it. Whereas the Wii U console, having both the console and then having to have a place for the hmm. For this pad to live because it's quite a large pad, and most people I know have them have it on its little stand next to the t v and it's sort of almost like in my mind it's like because of that nature of it you, you kind of in buying it you have to accept that it's going to somehow be a sort of centerpiece in your living room <laughs> yeah, and i, I kind of so. really for a second console want something that i can just slide away somewhere <laughs> and forget about a bit you know it's, it's yeah, pretty so. a weird thing to say but it's like oh
0: I, no no i totally agree with you the the Wiimotes are great you can put them in a, in a coffee table drawer or yep. somewhere out of the way not a problem they run on normal batteries that dashboard tablet thing uh, it has to be continually charged. And like you say, it's. Uh, we ended up putting it behind a chair so that we, you know, yeah, wouldn't have to look thing, at it.
1: Because I just, I mean, as I say, as I'm having a partner who isn't really interested in games, like, you know, it's sort of like, hey, yeah. watch as I continually fill our front room. with different <laughs> Electronic boxes is kind of something that I could probably get away with, but I probably have to fight yeah. for. And it's like, is it Fair worth not. it? <laughs>
2: Fair enough, fair enough. Um, So I think in conclusion, the Wii U, I would not have recommended it a few, uh, maybe even six months ago. Now I would say yes. Uh, look at it at least. And you're right, Umberto, the, the Amiibo, which are kind of like the Skylanders slash Disney Infinity toys that you buy and use with your games and you, it allows you to take the character, the toy characters from one game to another, um, are going to be super compelling for the the kids, the youngins. So there there is definitely a lot more to say for the Wii U than there has been in the past. I think, uh, yeah, it's it's gonna, if you've
1: got kids, then definitely. Because, I mean, yeah. that, actually, in terms of the kids game market it's a bit less good at the moment well i don't know it's hard to say but yeah nintendo are just nailing it
2: yeah and talking about nintendo the 3ds which also had a rough start it's a little bit farther away the, the rough start and it's become the uncontested uh success that we know um it is also a Nintendo machine and you buy it for Nintendo games, arguably, but I think even more than for the Wii U, it's just an excellent machine. Now, the screen is a little bit clunky, and quite frankly, the 3D is useless. I don't think anyone really uses it at this stage. Maybe they do, but it's a side thing. Um, but it has such an enormous catalog. Um, it's, it's a really compelling machine. And also at the price, which is significantly lower than the other machines, um, it could be an interesting uh, buy for for people who are looking to get, maybe even, you know, they don't care about the portable, but getting one discrete, um, you know, tiny machine they can put anywhere. Uh, However, there is the new model that's coming out soon-ish, early next year, um, the new new 3DS. So, could we recommend uh, for anyone to buy a 3DS now, the current model?
3: No, maybe... uh My opinion is that maybe waiting for the new model is a a good idea, but still the 3DS in general I think is the best console right now to play Japanese games because there are so many RPGs or different kind of games like Fantasy Life, which is like a mix between an RPG and a simulator of life, of course. And yeah, maybe the, the best option is to wait the new 3DS, which is the new version. But still, uh, there is a kind of. Uh, I think you can buy uh, a Node 3DS or however you want to call it, uh, like secondhand for uh, just maybe 100 euros or something like that. So, yeah, I think it's a good choice.
2: Hmm. It's, it's definitely, you're not going to regret it, probably. Oh, I'd ahead, really
3: Matt. advise against
1: getting the original 3DS at this point, to be honest. Um, the, the first model they released, I had one of those. And uh, it's a good console with great selection of games but the battery life on the first model was very poor um and you know after playing for maybe 4 hours five hours it would be flat and it was a big problem with that because one of the things i love most about 3ds is the way that you can just at any point you can just close it and it just goes into standby mode and whilst mm. you're walking around it does this cute street pass stuff where your console oh, that talks. Is so
2: brilliant. It talks
1: to other people's consoles and lots of games actually the thing i'd be impressed with is lots of game developers not just nintendo have been really cute and really cool about how they integrate that into their game so mm. almost every game you get has something it does when your 3ds bumps goes near somebody else who's playing that same game and that's just it's kind of nice but it didn't work on the original 3ds because the battery life you'd put it into standby mode and you chuck it in your bag (laughs) and then it would run out of batteries and you hadn't saved your game and so you'd lose like hours Hmm. of progress but the 3ds xl and hopefully the new models has a much much better battery life the 3ds xl is probably one of my favorite consoles in years Hmm. so many amazing games
2: I have a, a 3DS uh normal one and it's fine. Uh it does run out of battery occasionally, which is kind of silly for a portable. Um but it is still it's a little bit cheaper. It's it's a good machine and the the street pass thing is amazing. Um it I, I don't understand how more people in every portion of life have not integrated that kind of technology. It's brilliant, seriously. Um It's really but, nice. It's especially
1: yeah. cuz even if you're not involved in a gaming community so much at that point i yeah, was exactly. commuting uh, through london every day and every morning if you go through london bridge station in the morning at nine you get like a lot of street <laughs> pass every day yeah and it's just kind of nice like i don't know even if you're just a commuter it, and you're you're bored and you're sitting on a train it's kind of nice to know that there are you might not see them but there are other people who are like you yeah. who are playing through a japanese rpg on the way to work and it's like yeah i don't know there's something really yeah. nice about it
2: it's no there is it's kind of asynchronous multiplayer Feeling it feels like you're not alone playing this. It's it's really brilliant, but um, I think I think I could recommend buying a, a, a 3ds, even a, an original one, because the the new model, yes, the screen is going to be a little bit nicer. It's going to have an extra hour of of battery life, and it's going to have that second um, analog stick, which is not amazing from people who have tested it um but it's not going to be an entirely new thing and it's probably going to be a little bit more expensive than the current 3ds so i don't if you're really itching to get a a machine now uh, a console i think 3ds is a good choice um and the the other one is going to come out in what three four five months it's a long time to wait if you really want to play games now and there are so many excellent games uh on the 3ds which by the way even secondhand they're probably going to be a little bit expensive because mm-hmm. they're so good they, they they're going to be sold forever um so but you know you have the marios the zelda the animal crossing if you're into that which i'm not but whatever um uh, bravely second uh, i mean bravely default so many excellent games that yeah even for um, real gamers so kid icarus
1: uprising is mm-hmm. brilliant I, I, yeah. I didn't I didn't play that for a long time because I looked at the, the artwork for it and I thought, God, that looks awful. It just it didn't <laughs> it didn't appeal to me whatsoever. I started playing it and it's just fantastically funny, fantastically clever, really well designed, really solid action game. It's the, the thing that amazes me about 3DS in terms of a handheld device, I think it's probably one of the best handheld devices I've ever played in terms of the scope of things you can get for it. It's most handhelds you kind of go, Well, it's good for these types of games and that's about mm. it. But it there's a real wide variety. I mean you've got you've got obviously a Mario Kart game on it, Mario Kart Seven, I think, which is great. You know, it's like it's got that point now where you could just go and just get the Nintendo games and have yeah. a great time. But also yeah. you can go off piste and there's lots of really, really good third party stuff as well.
2: And if you want to get DS games, which are a little bit older, but there are still some good things there as well, you can do that because it plays them. So Yeah, yeah. All right. Um PS yes, Vita, PlayStation Vita, that's a more difficult... Uh... That's a
0: thing that still exists.
2: <laughs> well, you know, I have one. I bought it on our honeymoon in Japan last year. And I have to say, I really like it. I don't play it as much as I would... I don't play it as much as I like it, but I like it. It's got this micro PlayStation thing that it. it's, it's a... a, a, a focused PlayStation experience with all the Japanese games. I mean, Persona 4, The Golden, um, which is a game that I think everyone who has a PS Vita loves, it was jumping back into Japan. I lived in Japan for a few years, and it was like, not just because it's set in Japan, but also the type of game and the mechanics, and it's so Japanese, and you have tons of games like those uh, for the PS Vita. I think I would say... If you look at the games on the PS Vita and you still have to be convinced, then it's probably not for you. If you look at them and they speak to you and they whisper sweet nothings to you in your sleep and you're like, yes, PS Vita, I think I want to play you, then I think it's for you. If you're not in that case, if you're like, mm, maybe, you know, Uncharted looks kind of cool and, and Gravity, Gravity Rush thing, is it looks okay, but if you're not already sold... I don't think we we should sell you although there's playstation plus which gives you tons of free games all the time as we've said for the ps3 and ps4 what, what do you guys think of the ps vita
3: oh uh, i think it's interesting because it's like uh you may like ps vita if you are super casual or you may like ps vita if you are super hardcore because Sony is like trying to push the PS Vita as a really hardcore indie kind of uh, focus console. So there are many when indie they're talking games about
2: which it, which is which is not often. Often recently they really haven't talked yeah. about it much. But fair enough. Yeah, yeah.
3: that's true. Yeah, that's true. But uh, in the past, in the in the last few months, they tried to mm. push the PS Vita as an indie console, and you can you can find some nice game. But yeah. I mean, it's, it's hard because you have such a good console as a 3DS and probably you want just one handheld console. So yeah, it's hard. But I think that if you want a few indie games, if you want to play those indie games in the proper way, for example, that's my opinion, Spelunky on PS Vita is like the best version ever released. Mm. So it may have sense. Otherwise, go for the 3DS.
2: Mm. Fair enough.
1: I think the Anything PS to? Vita is really interesting and it sort of shocks me to see it still doing so badly. Um, I wonder, because it seems to me they've got some really obvious ways to turn it around, but it's difficult to know whether or not it's worth investing in. Uh, for that reason, because I mean, the main thing at the moment for me with the Vita is you can obviously, by be building up a collection of games using the PS plus. So if you've got a PS four already, then you can keep getting all of these, because a lot of the games now, especially the indie games, which Sony are getting really great relationships with indie games now. And for those of you who haven't been, you know, keeping up with games over the last couple of years or whatever, you might, you might think, Oh, indie games, whatever. No, 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 the indie game scene has changed <laughs> dramatically now. And it's not just kind of weird, arty curios. It's just simple, great games often really reminiscent of old school retro games which is for people like me i you know if you're kind of like 20s 30s very exciting so you're going to have this catalogue of games building up a lot of them are play. so a lot of the games you buy on ps4 or get free with um kind of you know the monthly subscription stuff will also be playable on your vita and for me it sort of feels like it's the vita is a kind of ticking time bomb of a purchase of like I probably will get one at one point, because at some point I'll look at this collection of games that I have that all run on it, that are all really good, and I'll go, hang on a minute, if I spend, like, however much it is to buy one of these consoles, I'm never going to have to buy any games for it, ever. <laughs> and also the fact that remote play now works incredibly well. So the whole thing you were talking about earlier with the Wii U of having the ability to, instead of playing on a television, just playing on a little screen in your lap, the PS Vita apparently works seamlessly with games like Destiny, um, it, so, it does,
2: but yeah. but the screen is smaller, and the UI is not always adapted to the small screen. And you also have don't have a, You also don't have as many buttons. But on Destiny, it works okay. I, I've seen it work not as well on other games. But but yeah, it's true. It is also another um, uh, another thing in the plus column. Um, I but just yeah, kind of—I would say—I uh, I think
1: it's—it it feels like if Sony are smart, then th- they should be able to, in the future, to kind of cleverly link the two and make it so yeah. that kind of it's like a partner device for your PlayStation mm-hmm. Four. It's just—I'm really hoping yeah. they don't. The problem is, it's hard <laughs> to recommend because in the past, uh, you know, they may just bail on it. You may buy one, and they'll be like, "Oh, this is going to be great," and then in a year and a half, they, Sony might just be like, no yeah. we've given up on that."
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, Well, that's going to be the danger of any of these, right? I mean, the 3DS has has sold well enough. It'll be around for... The platform will be around for a while longer, especially with the new version coming out. But this last quarter, for the first time in a long time, 3DS sales declined. Uh, And I think a lot of these companies, Sony particularly, are looking at this saying... How do we compete with smartphone taking a lot of the casual players away? Umberto, you were, I think you're right when you're saying it's great for, if you're casual, it's great if you're hardcore, but I think most of the casual players are just playing games on their phones or their tablets, uh, and and so that leaves you with the hardcore players, and, and I think Matt made the case well that the best hardcore scenario is with you have a PS4, so that kind of narrows <laughs> it down uh, a little farther. Uh, i you know i 'm not saying that handhelds are dying uh or, or or dead, but uh I think that that market is going to have to do something interesting to continue to compete for people 's two hundred dollars next to ever and ever cheaper phones
3: You're
2: right. you 're right and also know that's, oh, sorry um that that 's the prevailing wisdom in the tech industry, but i think I really think it's uh it 's not as accurate as people think it's it's people who like games people who are gamers want a dedicated machine it's kind of like the 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 discussion between the ps4 and the xbox one i really think that people who love games are going for the uh 3ds and ps vita maybe even the ps vita um i'm I'm gonna say a, a few things about casual and core gamers for a second here because it we're gonna go into mobile um and that is really an important distinction to make there are a lot of people i have the 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 ultimate definition of casual and core um for games and for players so open your ears i'm going to drop th- some knowledge here <laughs> all right be ready Go for um it. the the it's really difficult to define a casual gamer or game and a core or hardcore gamer game. And a lot of people try to say, well, you know, if it's about the amount of time you spend, it's about the uh, price of the games, it's about none of this is, in my opinion, none of this counts. What really counts is this distinction. A casual game is a game you will play when you have some free time. A core game is a game you'll make some time to play and if you yourself are setting aside some time to play a specific game no matter what it is then you are a core gamer or you know you're a gamer if you're just playing games when whenever you have free time to kill then that's more of a casual thing and that's my definition and i think for for you know portable consoles you really have people who want this experience and yes it's coming on mobiles a little bit but you still have that um, try to be everything at the same time uh, thing which non-gamers look at the mobiles and the tablets and they think yeah you can do games on those so there you go you have games but Core gamers who set out a bunch of time to play games, they want something that has been thought of as a game and as a gaming machine. Does it Does it make sense in my way of base?
0: No, I think it makes sense and it fits in with what I'm saying, which is is that the, the handheld consoles are more and more just for the hardcore. The, the casual mm. gamers, as you're responding, won't set aside the time or the money for a handheld console, which they would have in the past. Uh, now, mm. they're just not willing to. But I think you're right. I think Maybe. that's why... Handheld consoles aren't going to die—at least not soon—is because people who really want that experience are still willing to pay for it. The, again, I think yeah. you're gonna I think to it's not going to have to do something. Away keep them.
2: is my point.
0: Well, the, the sales are declining. That's my only. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Fair enough.
1: I think the thing I'd say with any of these consoles, and it's sort of a theme that runs throughout it, is just making sure that, in a way, that the best consoles to go for if you're interested in games are the simplest ones. Because at the moment, the landscape in terms of media is shifting so quickly that a lot of the, the kind of propositions, especially you know what Microsoft were trying to do with their Media Center, and you know, in some regards, the Vita is a bit of a kind of high-end all-in-one thing, whilst the 3DS is just kind of a simple, no frills. It plays games that's it Mm. um is the risk with all these things is you can end up getting something that out of nowhere suddenly seems a bit useless i mean we've seen this convergence lately of just now every device you can buy like televisions come with netflix built in you know it's like (laughs) i I don't know it seems like there's still this wisdom somehow that the ultimate machine will be this all in one but now it's like with things like chromecast you would be able to buy a 30 Pound, you know, 30 pound dongle that you plug into a television, and suddenly it's like all of these boxes that you have underneath your television just suddenly seem really pointless. And mm. it's amazing how out of nowhere a single piece, simple piece of t- technology can just appear and suddenly make all this fancy stuff just look yeah. idiotic. And I think the only thing that won't change in the next five years is you, if you've bought a machine specifically just to play games, there will be no surprise. there will be not like, out of yeah, nowhere, it won't enough. suddenly be like, oh, the, there's a handheld device that's better than the 3DS. <laughs> like It's just not going to happen.
2: That's true. All right, let's switch to mobile. And the fact that I think in in the when the the first uh smartphones the first real smartphones meaning iphones and androids came out ios and android systems uh came out we were looking at the games and thinking like well you know they're cute but they're more in that you know pastime uh casual type of uh, uh space but recently in the past couple of years maybe we've seen some very serious games uh come out on 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 mobile devices. And so I guess the, the other super important aspect of this is that you already have one, most likely. Um, you already have, as Tom was saying, and I'm sure he'll remind us of again, everyone has one. So everyone has are one. those, uh, I'm sorry, Tom, I didn't hear you. Can no, you I was repeat? just reminding
0: you everyone has one.
2: You, you were repeating what i'm not i was sure reminding you
0: because you, you said i would remind you so i figured i'd just get it done
2: oh right okay so, so please you know tell me again later because now okay, you're sort yeah. of interrupting me so um the 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 mobiles are already in everyone's pocket so are those good enough do people let's address tom's uh, uh question earlier do people even need uh dedicated machines well i guess matt you you sort of answered it but all right Let's ask it like this. Are those, what are the good games that you would recommend on on mobile? We know there are casual games. What are the good core games for real gamers? Bro, we're real gamers um, on mobiles.
1: Hmm. I mean, Um, maybe not mobile, um, but I know if you've got, because often there's a lot of conversions between mobiles and and like tablets, because a lot of people have also got ipads and stuff now
2: sure that counts um, I, that counts
1: i know that, that particularly as XCOM remains just one of the best games ever made and is mm. on the ipad for about six seven pounds or something and i i, I personally yeah. can't think of anything better than that in terms of uh, something that's very well suited to the platform but also is just incredible um mm. but yeah
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's a real, real game for sure, and it's work. It works perfectly, unlike some others on the on the iPad. Uh, Umberto, you were going to say something?
3: Yeah, I, I was saying Hearthstone for me is a. I think ah. it's the kind of it's a really good game, and it's the kind of game you want to play on your tablet, because otherwise I don't like to play on tablets or uh, smartphones because the problem is that there are too many developers, too many games trying to do what you can play on your console just on your tablet, but it's not mm. the same. It doesn't work the same. And I can understand why people uh, play FPS and that kind of game on their tablet, but if we are talking to people who want to enter the kind of game uh, ecosystem, I think it's not the best option because it's because the experience is not good enough unless you just want to play really casually. So mm. yeah, I don't like but. Yeah, of course you can find Hearthstone and other good games. Of course.
2: Yeah, uh, so obviously Hearthstone um, developed by my previous employer. Um, I I absolutely love it. Uh, it's it's really a great game. XCOM for sure. Any anything else, mm. Tom? Have you been playing on your, on your I, you iPads know, I, and I iPhones and Androids? Yeah,
0: I don't play enough to really say this is the the best, but it's certainly a lot of fun, and it and it kept me playing for a long time. Was Skyforce uh, for Android? Uh, and part of the reason was that game just sort of lends itself to a, a touch interface. You're just moving your shooter around the bottom of the screen and avoiding things. And they they did a good job of not trying to make it overly complex, analog style controls translated to a touch screen, but something that just follows your finger around, which is perfectly natural.
2: Hmm. I think I, that's why.
1: I was, uh, I was gonna say uh, oh sorry I was just gonna say really quickly, I think that's one of the biggest problems with um it's not a problem, it's just like it's not that even the phone games and tablet games aren't hardcore, it's just that you can have some really great kind of core in-depth like I'm playing, you know, um the Banner saga at the moment, which is really kind of quite a hardcore game in a in a way. You know, it's something you you sit down and spend a lot of time invested in. But it's kind of it? um the Banner saga. It's kind of a, a Viking fancy adventure with turn based combat and Tough decisions about you taking a band of people through the snow, and people keep dying, and it's quite grim, but it's really good. Um, but it came out on PC originally, but it came out on uh, iPad recently. Um, I also been playing The King of Dragon Pass, which is a, a 1999 uh, PC strategy game, which is incredibly in depth, incredibly detailed, like really, really hardcore. And that's can you can you great.
2: spell the banner Sager? I can't. I never heard <laughs> the of
1: banner it. saga. So it's the banner, like B A N N E R. S-A-G-A. Like Bruce
2: Banner. Okay. Yeah,
1: the Banner Saga, So because they're carrying this big red banner with them and they stitch the stories of what happens to them on their journeys into it. It's really dark but really good and it's got beautiful artwork and it's like the perfect fit for the iPad. But the problem I have, because I've bought lots of games, having recently got an iPad, and I've played loads of games like that, but you've only got certain types of experience that really work okay, with touch interfaces. right.
2: Sorry, the Banner Saga. <laughs> yeah, Brit. yeah. <laughs> How do you pronounce it? Usually, the Banner Saga. Oh, yeah, that's what yes, I said. no, it pronu- yes, it is. Right, it you're is, saying what saga. he's saying. Yeah, I'm, uh, no, I'm not. Okay, all right. <laughs> yeah, it's true. And you know, there are there are other games there. Um, uh, I've I've heard Valiant Hearts was really good on the on the iPad, mm. um, which is you know it's a, an interesting game. Um, but you also have real. Uh, old school games that work like Final Fantasy—you have a bunch of them uh, on the iPad, so uh, and the phone. Um, yes, it's not the most ideal uh, way to play it, but again, it's already in your hand. I just um, feel like
1: the, sco- the scope is a bit is a bit diminished, which is a problem in terms of like mm-hmm. you can have fantastic experiences with phones and with tablets, but only very specific types of experience. Where like with I with. Guess so. With pads, you've got more scope, and it's not bad. The the thing that's crazy, and it's almost like it's just the stupid world we live in. Is yeah, you're right. Like everyone in their pocket, often anyone who's got a modern iPhone has like way more powerful, or a modern Android phone. It's like, hey, look at this machine in my pocket. It is senselessly powerful. <laughs> it's like yeah. they're yeah. so. It's stupid. It's it's ridiculous. And yet, yeah, it's like it's not surprising to see people making interesting games for them now because it's like, well, Mm. why don't we make a game for something where there's like millions of people who have one in their pocket?
2: I guess what I would say uh, in conclusion about mobile, it's a good, I I do feel a little bit like Umberto and I do feel that if someone has their first encounter, um, their first encounter with gaming on a mobile, I really do worry that they're going to be not having the best experience possible now, yeah so it's not to say you shouldn't do it of course and there are games again that are excellent on mobile but in general um even if it's to introduce yourself to gaming i would say go to a friend's house and try a wii u or a playstation or something like that um and it's not to again it's not to say you can't play on mobile i do but it's not the best experience. So. I think
1: the problem is it's not curated. Like, no, it's not curated properly at all, or even well. The problem is it's one of those things where if you just don't know much about games, you'll just go and you'll just buy what's popular, and you'll end up getting the most popular mm. things because everyone else is playing them, so it must be good. And I think it actually creates a relationship that people have with games, if it's their first relationship, can be quite toxic. I mean, you look at something like, um, uh, like you know, what's it called? Bloody jewel game, the, the Candy Crush. Oh, target. Candy
2: Crush, God. So you no. look at
1: something like Candy Crush, well, and it's, it's like, yeah. it's all very well to be like, you know, a lot of people are just snobbing, oh, Candy Crush is awful, but it's like, it's not, it's just the problem with it is, is it's one of those games which is so heavily built around being addictive that if you're not, if you haven't played games before and that's what you play, it, then it just means that if, I think a lot of people see games then as just being something you do as a distraction and something which will reliably eat up time when you want mm. to get rid of time you know and it's like mm. i've got half an hour on a train and i don't want to have half an hour on a train this will take the time away for me and i think it's sort of in a way a bit a bit joyless and people say oh i love it i can't stop playing it and it's like it's just a bit of a shame you sort of think yeah mm. but if you've played something that was actually giving you giving you an amazing experience rather than just sort of demanding a lot of you and getting you hooked into it then you probably look at it in a different way, and I just think it's a shame because I think that's why some people will be people who, weirdly conversely, will spend a huge amount of their time playing games, yeah, and yet not think of themselves as being somebody who likes games because it's they're not really getting much
2: out of it. Mm-hmm. I don't think. <laughs> all right, uh, let's move on to the master of all gaming platforms, the PC, and by pc i mean uh windows pc as well as macs and even Le- linux who's been getting uh, uh, quite a few more games in the recent i would say 18 months or so um the pc is by you know everyone will agree that it's the best gaming machine ever made for anyone ever right <laughs> uh, yes <laughs> once you got it once you got it all set up right yeah 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 Um, The the other thing that's really good about the PC is that most people already have it as well. And unlike mobile, where you do have some good games, but you have to to know what you're doing, kind of, on PC, you have good games, period. You have all the games, and you already have it, and... You can get them for super cheap if you just wait for the sales on Steam, which is the de facto um, platform for game publishing on the PC. Um, it's it's the it's the perfect machine.
1: I think actually, especially in terms of what I was just saying with curation. If you if you have say an iPhone or an iPad and you walk into the the Apple iStore and you're just looking for what are the really really good games, there are actually some sections on the iTunes Store which are actually show you some stuff that's quite good but largely it's very easy to get very lost whereas actually on steam if you just go in steam for the first time and you just look at like what games are really cheap and what games are really well regarded like it's it won't send you in the wrong direction <laughs> like you will mm-hmm. end up like playing good things which is kind of it shouldn't be something that you celebrate but in a way you kind of have <laughs> to you know because it's a I bit rarer so. than it
3: should be
2: so only good, only good things about the PC, Umberto Tom.
3: Oh well, I like yeah, the flexibility. If you ask me, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah go Umberto, ahead, Umberto. Go ahead. Oh yeah, yeah. For me, it's maybe maybe the problem is that to to have a good PC, you still have to spend. A little bit more than for consoles. I mean, if you want to buy a good PC, you probably s- will spend uh, from 600 euros and up. So yeah, y- you still have to spend quite a, a lot of money. But then you have this platform which has a lot of exclusives, which have, of course, the which has of course the all the uh, multi-platform games, and also has a, a lot of. Uh, Kind of unique type of games because if you look at free-to-play games, there are uh, there are huge games like League of Legends, which are not just games, but there is a huge community around. There is the esports scene, there is uh, uh, probably the best indie scene. So you have so many options. And today, PC games is from Facebook game to super hardcore uh, Star Citizen played with your Oculus Rift. So it's really flexible and. Uh, if you can and you want to spend a little bit more, I think today is really it's a really good option.
2: So Tom as a, an an occasional gamer, um is that something you you'd recommend to people to play on the PC?
0: Yeah, well, you know I, probably the games I play the most are the games I play on my laptop because I'm already on my laptop doing something. It's kind of I realize that's a theme of what I've been saying through this. Well, I'm already on the <laughs> Xbox, so I go, you know, so I go into it. But yeah, I mean, I play hearthstone, I play Diablo, uh, I play civilization, and those are all games that lend themselves well. To, you know, a little bit of a lesser powered machine that I already have in my hands. And so I, I play those a lot. I still I have a gaming PC. I have a desktop PC. And more and more, I find myself thinking that it's not a chore, but like it's an extra step to have to go to it. Uh, and it's, it's so much nicer to be able to just dive into a game from wherever mm-hmm. I am. Uh, that said, if I really want the like, full effect video and sound for some games, I'm definitely going to go turn on my desktop because it, bar none, has the best possibility of, of giving me that full experience.
2: But it's interesting what you were, what the games you mentioned. You mentioned Hearthstone, uh, Diablo, and Civilization, which are three widely different games. Uh, And it comes back to flexibility, I guess. And even another thing we can say is that even for games that might not be super suited to mouse and keyboard, you can nowadays. It wasn't the case maybe five years ago, but nowadays you can plug in a controller on your PC and have a console like control scheme that will will work perfectly well with with most games Um, so it seems like the pc is the perfect machine except you are still sitting at your desk or having it on your lap you don't have that lean back experience and simplicity and there's an argument to be made about the fact that the access price is cheaper for consoles um and i understand that and i think i enjoy both in 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 different ways consoles and pcs but there is something really compelling about the pc for all those reasons the indie the different kinds of games and the cheap games i mean if there was i don't know let's say we wait for the sales for the winter sales and you would recommend one game on pc which one would it be uh, let's start with Matt. Just one, only one game. It has. It can be any PC game at all. And Matt is gone.
1: Oh, sorry, I'm here. I was just somebody came in. One game. One game. Oh, difficult. Yes. difficult. Always making me choose. Always <laughs> making me choose. Um, oh, I mean, it's it is one on on all consoles, but it's also one that's often very cheap in sales on Steam and stuff because it's made by them. But I still think Portal Two is one of my favorite games of all time, and Bravo. I think. It's just, it's just, in, it's incredibly funny, incredibly touching, and also just a really good mechanically interesting and fun game. It's pretty much perfect, but yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah, I, I could stand behind that for sure. Um, Tom?
0: Oh, well, I'm really excited about Civilization Beyond Earth right now, uh, but it's probably too early for me to say that that would be the one. Uh, I, I'm kind of torn. Part of me wants to just say papers, please. Even though it's older, oh, wow. it's an
1: incredible game. Yeah,
0: it's a, yeah. And if you haven't played it, you you should play it. Like it's it's an incredible game. Um, but I I'd probably settle, and I know it's going to seem like I'm kissing up to your old employer, but I would settle on Diablo, uh, yeah. because it's just it's easy to jump into. They've made it really fun. Uh, you can play it. Your control system is is simple enough that I I can play it with the trackpad on my laptop. Uh, mm. And have a really good experience. So I'd, I'd probably, I'd probably go that
2: direction. Fair enough. Yeah, I, I could. Yeah, I could uh, recommend Diablo for sure.
0: The only reason um, I wouldn't recommend that is because you're hosting the show.
1: <laughs> Which I think the, I think Diablo three was. Uh, I, I found it like quite disappointing at launch for a lot of reasons but what as it is now it's yeah. it's fantastic it's like yeah exactly I, I i couldn't recommend it more right now i'm just a bit gutted that i played it so much when it first came out because i kind of feel like <laughs> I, I burnt myself out on it too early um <laughs> I would say the one problem with PCs, though, actually, and it's something that I always forget about, and it comes in waves for some reason. I'm not sure why. You have, like, periods of a couple of years where everything is just wonderful, and you just... Cheap games, and it all runs beautifully, and you just... Golden times. But recently, this year particularly, I've had a lot of problems with stuff just not working as much, and you kind of forget that one of the potential risks you have is sometimes just you running (laughs) a game and
2: is just gonna yeah something's just wrong it's like you
1: know you've got a great pc like i had wolfenstein this year and it's like i really like that game but it was just like i couldn't get it to work properly and when i looked Mm -hmm. online it's like yeah if you've got like some graphics cards it just doesn't work really (laughs) (laughs) and it's like what um so just sometimes you end up having to mess around with stuff and there is something beautiful be a pain, yeah. having a system where, you know, if you bought a disc and you put it into the machine, it will just work and you won't have any problems with it, you know, which is That's underrated. True, yeah. Yeah. But it's
0: supposed to be the advantage of PCs, right? Is, is that like, oh, well, the PCs is such a, a broad platform. It should always work. But I know what you mean.
1: It's the same with the iPad stuff, though, actually. I've been playing, like, you know, sometimes when you play phone games or iPad games, you don't know which model of which phone or which iPad it's been optimized for. And you sort of think, it starts running, and you think, this doesn't run very well. And it's kind of frustrating (laughs) that you don't know exactly what kind of experience you're going to get uh, because it's not kind of consistent across the board in the same way that consoles are.
2: That's true. Uh, Umberto, you're the PC specialist here. Which one would you recommend?
3: Mm, It's a tough question, right? too many choices but to say something a little bit different i will i'm going to say crusader kings 2 which is a kind of a turn-based strategy game made by paradox which is a development studio and publisher uh, really bounded to the pc market and it's really interesting because it's a, it's a ma- it's a game made for pc and of course it's a strategy game but at the same time has the PC uh, in the last few years the the series and all these kind of uh, strategy games made by Paradox uh, are becoming much more accessible so now you can play this kind of really deep game even if you are not super expert and it's uh, it's really unique because you have these strategy elements uh, a lot of uh, really strong RPG and uh, uh, emergent story elements, so it's a super uh, it's a super interesting game. It's still complex, but it's accessible, and you can buy it for uh, probably during sales for I don't know nine euros, nine dollars, mm. something like that. So it's cheap, and it's it's different from uh, pretty much any other game out there. So it's it's a good choice.
2: Pretty cool. Um, and my uh, recommendation would be. A couple of games that i picked up i think a couple of years ago maybe three years ago um over you know at the uh, winter sales uh, on steam and that was batman uh, arkham asylum and city now i realize they're not um pc only uh but you know diablo 3 isn't either um and you can get them super cheap and they're such excellent game especially city if you only can get one if you can only get one get City but Asylum is is good as well. I'd say the opposite
1: um, but that's the story for another oh, really? day. <laughs> but they're both great uh, games. They're both
2: great. You know games. I I loved in City so you play Batman obviously and you zoom around in the city and I loved you know just walking around listening to the thugs talking about how you know they would they they were talking about how their bosses, which are the Batman villains, would be so are are not so special and they would go like, Yeah, I could do that, and one of them would go, Well, you've never done anything incredible. The only thing you've done is kill your whole family at, at uh Thanksgiving. So you'd be like Turkey Man, ha 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 and they'd be you know, it's so well written. Yeah, it's, no, so, it's, it's,
1: it's they're both really strong games, to yeah. be honest
2: they are and the, the fight the combat system is so great and it's actually been used by shadow of Mordor, and it's 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 just uh, i love the batman series there there are tons of excellent games on on pc um but yeah batman is great and i'm i'm purposefully not recommending any game from my previous employer but they're awesome <laughs> <laughs> all right i think we've we've Done a good roundup of of the entire industry here. Any anything else we want to add before we close this off and uh sign off? I think we're good. I think it's good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. So uh, hopefully, you, dear listener, now have a uh, pretty good understanding of the entire um, video gaming industry at this stage. Uh, Hopefully we haven't said anything too stupid. Uh, But if we have, you can go to frenchspin.com and uh, tell us so. You can do so in the comments and you'll also find another show that I'm going to be launching fairly soon in about a month, uh, which is called The Phileas Club. And that's really fun. You get uh, people from A bunch of different countries to come together a little bit like we did now but to talk about world news and current affairs so you get different perspectives on all of that and i think it's cool Uh, but that will be that will be coming back in uh, in about a month for now it's pixels this show and if you want to hear more about the people who have been on the show uh, you can go to for example to uh, find out more about tom please can you tell them where to go
0: uh, sure. Well, TomMerritt.com with two R's and two T's is my main website that collects everything I do. Uh, but particularly, uh, my main show is Daily Tech News Show at DailyTechNewsShow.com, uh, of which Patrick Beja is a weekly contributor. So he'll be on the show tomorrow. If you'd like more Patrick Beja, join us.
2: Oh, that's true. I forgot about that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, it was my subtle way of reminding you to show up tomorrow.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I will. Um Umberto what about you?
3: Well, uh, if you speak Italian, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Multiplayer it is like the the biggest Italian video game website. We cover pretty much every platform. We do videos, articles, streams, news and I mean it's it's just a huge website for uh, everybody who likes game who like games but you need to speak Italian. <laughs>
2: Um, and what about your your Twitter account? Maybe if you want to promote that too.
3: Mm, yeah, absolutely. At you, uh, uh, yeah, U Moyoli. Okay, my name.
2: So, so U M O I O L I, and it will all right. of this will be in the uh, will be in the show notes, of course, at FrenchSpin dot uh, Matt. What about you, sir?
1: Hello. Well, um, I mostly do stuff on YouTube. I've got a YouTube channel, which is YouTube forward slash Matt Lees, I think, although that's a bit quiet at the moment because I'm not doing a huge amount of work due to personal boring life stuff. Um, But I also, if you have any interest in in board games, I work very closely with uh, some of the guys called uh, a website called shutupandsitdown.com. Uh, which is a great site about kind of traditional games so you know kind of like physical things board games um but yeah in between that i I do a whole bunch of stuff in a whole bunch of places but mostly i can be found on twitter just i'm jam underscore sponge like a cake
2: so yeah i have to oh it's a cake it's like a cake cake?
1: yeah like a victoria sponge cake People always wonder what it is. I was, okay. I was eating a cake when I came up with my name about 15 years ago. It's really boring. Um, I would also say, actually, if you like podcasts, then I do recall a podcast specifically about video games, um, which is called Daft Souls. And uh, we haven't done many episodes of it, but it did win an award last month. So, hooray. Oh, so, um, which,
2: which award was that?
1: Oh, just a kind of industry games award thing oh. but it's nice it's a piece of perspex and i get to keep it and that's what matters
2: <laughs> <laughs> that is excellent so that's daft souls uh, daft souls yeah that. excellent all right cool well thank you very much guys uh, oh for me not patrick Uh, on twitter that's where you can find me but uh you probably knew that already uh i think that's going to be it uh thank you so much guys for uh for being on we might have another show in about a week or so because i'm going to blizzcon um and we might uh do a show from there i don't know if you guys would will be um the the ones who are going i think umberto and tom will be there i will be there Um, yeah yeah, maybe, maybe we'll see if we can uh, find time to, uh, to record something. If you're interested in, in being on, uh, we'll see how that goes, uh, because I'm sure you're going to be very busy there. And then, uh, a few weeks after that, uh, we'll launch the show proper, which will be, um, every two weeks, as I said, and we'll have fun doing that too. So thank you so much for listening, people, and we will talk to you very soon. Bye.